horrorpress.com, a space for horror fans to connect and share their opinions on horror and its many forms. From movies, TV shows, video games, and more, horrorpress.com, a blog created by horror fans for horror fans. Hola, cariño. Hola, amor. Y bienvenidos a Week Horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. Dombele Patrice in the Mandele Bambo, Nathan, and I'm Eileen. Uh, I invoke the Eileen to I our podcast. I invoke the, the bearer of light. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bienvenidos todos. Uh, hello, darling. How are you? Hi, everybody. I invoke hello. the Johnny. Time to fucking show up, <laughs> yeah, Johnny. <laughs> and fucking invoke yourself, bro. Uh, How's it going over there? It's going good. I got myself a little coffee. I made myself a, a smoothie for breakfast that was minty and chocolatey. Sounds delicious. Good for the lungs. Yeah, and also like smoothing the stomach not that anything's going on with my stomach but i don't know i was like no quiero tener el estómago vacío because i did also want to throw down seven coffees in my belly and you know what i just don't want an ulcer i saw a clip i saw a clip of uh-huh. i haven't watched downton abbey for i don't know ever. oh my gosh no 10 years something like that but something happens in downton abbey long after i stopped watching where the dad throughout the season is like, ooh, something hurts, something hurts. And then they're having a fancy dinner party and he stands up and he legit like barfs blood all <gasps> over the table and like falls over and he's barfing up blood. And one of the characters who is, I guess, a doctor is like, his ulcer has exploded. And I was like, what the ooh. fuck? That can happen? You can just start barfing ooh. up blood when your ulcers burst? I didn't even know Whoa. that ulcers burst in the first place. I thought he was just like a sore girl what the hell do i know no i also (laughs) the last time i watched downton abbey was when you so kindly let me stay at your brooklyn apartment for basically months on end when i was yeah you know thinking of moving back to new york city in 2012 so 10 motherfucking years years ago ago. (laughs) jesus christ wow wow well here we are here, we, Here are, we are, 10 years later. Watching <laughs> horror movies that are very similar to Twilight. Now, let me tell you, <laughs> let me let me ask you this. <laughs> let me oh ask you this. Oh my god. Oh my god. I have god. never I have never read, I have never seen, I don't care <gasps> to. Not me, not even seen. No, no quiero okay. saber nada de esa mierda. Okay. I have absolutely zero desire sure. to read, see, I respect that. know any of the Twilight things. Yes. Pero, having said that, the minute this movie began, I was like, Twilight? Interesting. Not the vibe I got. This um, gave me young adult stuff. Wow. But- if it was X-rated. If it was rated R, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cause, rated you know, R, bitch, NC-17. Yeah. yeah, we're talking, okay, we will get there. Uh, well, <laughs> I have read all the Twilight books. Do not recommend because they are bad. No offense to you, Twilight fans. Um, and I've seen all the movies, which are also not very good. Uh, I did not get Twilight scene, vibes. Right? There is like a fucking speedy baseball scene. Actually, it doesn't matter. It's let's not get into it. It's just 
it's just not good. But I yeah. read it because I was like, I read the first book and I thought to myself, you've be you've started, you must finish this whole thing. So I did. I did not get Twilight vibes, but I can see why you did. There is, you know, fun, shiny light kind of stuff. There's like, the naughty is not the right word, but like, oh, I'm innocent, but I think you're cute. And what? Yeah. You're different. Why? So that yeah. kind of, you know, stupid yeah. ass shit. But I, yeah. that, that being said, I did not think this movie was stupid at all. I, I find this movie to be quite smart and quite revealing. So what are we talking about today? So I uh, picked a <laughs> film from Argentina because we haven't been there in a brief moment. Yes. And I was telling Johnny before we started recording that I often shoot myself in the foot because the way I pick our movies is I just see a name and I'm like, sure, we haven't seen this yet. Great. I never read what it's about. I never see a trailer and I never check the length of the film. <laughs> I just see and I hope which, that it's available and if it's available mm -hmm. I'm like great which is why I always get the weird ones and the the long ones or whatever and I really like your your selection process. I think that's great Thanks. because it's very, you know, it's like surprise this is what we're doing whereas my yeah. process is quite different. <laughs> I go in blind. I go in blind because, you know, I have the opportunity to. So, yeah. uh, having said that, mm -hmm. when I saw the title of this film, I was like, oh, it rhymes. And that's why I picked it. <laughs> the film we're watching today is 2018's Luciferina de Argentina. <laughs> there it is. There I mean, the, is. Title, the title is yeah. Luciferina. Pero, Pero it's a movie from Argentina. It rolls off the tongue. Yes. It's uh, written and directed by Gonzalo Calzada. And mm -hmm. um, how about we get a synopsis then? Okay. I got a synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. A young woman travels into a jungle to find a mystical plant to help her dying father. Ah, I mean, it, it's all correct up until the phrase to help her dying father. Yes, agreed. I was we'll just like, okay, it. sure, Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you say. Okay, so Luciferina uh, from Argentina. <laughs> we hear a Latin choir, mm -hmm. basically a classic. Yeah. And we see a close-up of an image, like an etching on like something, of a three-headed person. The camera zooms out from it, and we see that it's a symbol in the shape of a uterus, basically. Yeah. Above it, it says Saga, another reason I why I thought Twilight. Oh, hey, there you go. And below, <laughs> it says La Trinidad. De las Virgenes. Uh -huh. and, I w and I was confused because I was like, is this a production company? Fully what I thought at first, too. Okay, good. Because I was like, interesting. Um, we got a bit of other, like production company icons and graphics beforehand. Yes. And those were silent. They didn't have a sound. Yes. And this had this, like, dramatic, like, yeah, kind exactly. of thing. Church choir chanting exactly. at us kind of shit. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Sure. So now we move on to hear a deep demonic sounding voice speaking also in Latin. We see a sphere just like floating in darkness. Above this sphere, a swirl of sperm appear. Yes. yes. And I said, oh, have I 
have I rented Look Who's Talking? <laughs> or maybe Look Who's Talking too? Could it a be? Fil- two films I was obsessed with as a child, Why? by the way. Wh- same? Why? <laughs> I don't... Uh, why? Whatever. Because Bruce Willis being children. the voice of a baby, or Roseanne Barr being a voice of a baby in the second one. Yeah. Also, I just got to say... Kirstie Alley and John Travolta, two Scientologist idiots, have amazing chemistry, though. They absolutely do. But these movies, why are we talking about Loki's talking? (laughs) But they were not for children. Am I correct? No. No. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but man, I, was I love it. big fan, big oh, fan. huge fan. <laughs> so anyways, it turns out it's not Look Who's Talking. Uh, That's too bad. And one of the sperm that has swirled down in this tornado of jizz makes contact. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it makes contact with our floating egg, and we begin the transformation and it becomes a little baby in the womb. And in this womb, we hear like a voice like through the womb waters, right? Muffled. Mm. The only thing we really hear is the word clara amongst it. And then suddenly a demonic voice replaces those sounds. And it's this baby floating in the space with this demon voice. Cut to a young woman in the courtyard of a convent. This is Natalia. And a bell tolls and she heads inside into a kitchen where she's helping serve some underprivileged youths, if you will. One of them, Lucas, says, hey, what's up, Natalia? And he seems a little strung out, a little dark under the eyes, a little... pale as fuck. He's giving you Robert Pattinson in Twilight right now. Big, foofy hair. I mean, not... He doesn't look good, let's be clear, pero if you told me that man is a vampire, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll take it, absolutely. Kind of also Sid and Nancy-esque, like he's got a vest on, Yes. maybe like a punk kid kind of thing. He's a bad boy. boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Natalia asks this young man, like, oh, so you're, you're back. And he responds saying, yeah, I came back for you, but you're leaving. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm not leaving, I'm not going anywhere. And he says, I don't have the loose anymore. Ya no tengo la loose. And she's Avi weirded out by this and Lucas is like, here, take this necklace and it has a cross on it and he says, you can have it and it'll protect you until you come back. When you look at the cross though, it's a very specific looking kind of cross. It kind of looks like a uterus. Yes, it does. Okay. A little later, a nun comes into this kitchen and she says to Natalia, Mother Superior is looking for you. And Natalia goes to her in the chapel and the Mother Superior says, sorry, your parents have had an accident. Your mother has died and they've been trying for two days to find you. Whenever you're ready, you can go. And Natalia's like, um, I don't really want to (laughs) go. Yeah. And Mother Superior says... Esto no es un escondite. Yeah. This isn't a hideout. So interesting here that clearly Natalia is like a novice nun. A novice, I believe, is what yeah, yeah, they're yeah. called. And it took her family two days to find her. So she does not want to be found. Exactly. Good little seeds here to be like, why what's going on here? Why mm-hmm. is she why is she estranged from her family? Totally. 
Mother Superior gets up to get out of the chapel, and suddenly, Natalia, her eyes glaze over and turn like a smoky white, and a, a wind blows through her hair gently, and she turns around and she looks at these three young girls that are cleaning the altar of the church. And in this trance, Natalia sees that a glowing white light is emanating from behind these three girls. Mm. And then this vision kind of passes and the breeze dies down and her eyes return to normal and she walks out of the chapel. Title card, Luciferina. From Argentina. (laughs) (laughs) So we see an opening montage of Natalia on a bus going through towns and cityscapes and shipyards and suddenly we're in an overgrown garden courtyard and it zooms in a little yeah yeah al final del courtyard we see a woman in a white dress her head is bowed forward with her dark hair like falling over her face very samara samara yeah 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 yeah. uh the ring very the ring and her arms are out to her sides like scarecrow-esque but not extended like jesus like uh, folded over at the elbow nook, like there's um, like there's a bar behind her arms. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. We get a little closer to this woman, and she starts to lift her head, and it sounds like bones crunching. There's like a crackle, almost like when vines move in the wind. Yes, it's a yes. Crunchy, crackly sound. It made me think of like twisting rope. Kind yes, of sound. very much so. And then Natalia jumps awake, still on the bus. This was just a dream. Hmm. Outside her house, Natalia is hesitant to go inside, but she <laughs> sure does. When she does, she sees there's a bunch of unopened mail on the ground, and it's dark inside, and she's calling out for Angela, who's her sister. No one answers. <laughs> I don't remember writing that. And then a freak a freak from the other room. A freak? I mean, he's pretty freaky. He's pretty he's freaky. Pretty freaky. Uh, yeah. Well, there's somebody in the other room sitting in a chair in the dark. He's a freak. And Natalia asks, Angela? And the dude is like, Yo soy Mauro, el novio. And he's shirtless and smoking a cigarette. And on the coffee table, there's a bunch of bottles of booze everywhere. And Natalia's like, where is she? And he says, she went down to see about the ashes of La Vieja in La Funeraria. And it's like, sir, who are you? You're in my home. Don't talk about my recently deceased mother like that also. Thank you very much. And put a shirt on, sir. Put a shirt on. You're in my house. How dare you smoke cigarettes in my home? Anyways, behind Natalia, a nurse is coming down the stairs and she says that Natalia's dad is upstairs in the attic, that she's coming back tomorrow to stay with him, and she leaves. As Natalia heads upstairs, Mauro says, Vos sos la monjita, no? You're the little nun, ain't you? But it ain't it ain't a nice thing. It's no. a he's definitely a creepo freak, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Upstairs, Natalia enters the attic and there she sees her dad laying in a hospital bed and he's his face is totally bandaged except for his left eye which is wide open Ugh. it's so creepy the the sound design in this movie is so good i'm and... going to say throughout oh this movie whoever was the sound designer nailed it 
Every sound was great. So good. And this this moment, a- along with the moment of seeing that woman with her hanging arms and like the rope twisting sound and everything, which really creeped me out. Me too. Right here with the dad, his breathing noises Ooh. are nightmare fuel. It's creepy and horrible. So terrifying. And also his bandaging, you can tell that the eye that's covered mm-hmm. has been wounded. Porque to me it looked like you know how they, how you put like yolo on your wounds uh-huh, and it will like uh-huh. it sometimes seeps Orangey, out. Yellowy, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it grossed me out so me too. much. This is me so too. gross. It was very gross. Ugh. Also in the attic are a bunch of humongous paintings everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed this, but I thought this was a very <laughs> fun detail. A coffin-shaped mirror. Did you see yes. how that mirror was shaped like a coffin? Yes, absolutely. Interesting. Mm-hmm. She calls for her dad, but he doesn't answer, even though his eyeball is wide open. And behind her, Angela, her sister, comes in. She says that, the mom slit her wrists and painted all these things around them and that he, the dad, tried to stop her, but she attacked him. We can see that Angela is like the complete opposite of Natalia because she walks in there, she says, well, she slit her fucking wrists and did all this, and then she lights up a cigarette in this room. Mm -hmm. She's got dark hair, dark makeup, Mm -hmm. a dark shirt, and she's smoking and whatever. And Natalia is like kind is like a lighter blonde, a sweet cherubic mm-hmm. face, a yes. fucking nun. Like yeah, you know very what I mean? seemingly innocent. Yes. Natalia looks around at all these paintings and they are all vaguely similar. They're all kind of hybrids of crucifixes and uteruses. Mm-hmm. Uteri? Uter I, th- uter- I believe oh, I think- girl, I'm not sure. Sabe? You know Uteros. what we mean, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But one of them in in particular is of a woman in a white dress with her Mm. hair hanging over her bowed head and she's looking crucified. And her arms are the same way we saw that woman in the courtyard earlier. It looks like she would be on a cross, but instead of a cross, underneath her arms are two humongous snakes. Mm. And Natalia asks Angela who this woman is and Angela's like, que se because remember, <laughs> this is Luciferina from Argentina, okay? Que se show. Que se show. And she says, why don't you ask this fucking guy, the doctor of the family, talking about her dad? Mm. Immediately you're like, oh, ooh, bad. Something's <laughs> up. Yeah. Maybe he'll answer you because he's gone into shock and doesn't want to fucking speak. And I'm not coming back into this fucking room. Peace. So Angela exits. And outside the room... Angela's like, hello, mom didn't sleep with him anymore. She never left the attic, and now he doesn't want to get out of there, uh, which is good because I don't want to fucking look at him. La enfermera viene... (laughs) La enfermera viene dos veces a la semana para limpiarle el orto, which I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Damn. First of all, I have never heard the term orto as like your asshole or whatever. Never heard that. It it made it sound so bad, like so nasty. Yeah, that is like vulgar. Yeah. Mm hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So the nurse is coming two times a week to clean his fucking asshole. And Natalia then grabs Angela and she's like, you don't talk about our dad that way. And we see a quick glimpse of Angela's arm and there are track marks there. And Natalia 
notices. Mm-hmm. And Angela is basically like, don't get all fucking judgmental on me, fucking little nun, because you disappeared two years ago, leaving me behind with no note, no phone calls. And Natalia's like, I don't want anything to do with this house. I've always waited, hated it here. Me la asco. Great word. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I have a vocation. I'm trying to be a nun, Holmes. And Angela's like, that's a lie. Eat a dick. At first I thought it was true, but I've realized it all. You escaped and left me alone with these two fuckers. And I know that you saw something here, too. Ooh. And mom tried to tell me about it, but she couldn't even speak. And in two months, there was nothing left of her. And she says, it wasn't Alzheimer's. She looked possessed. She would lock herself in this attic and scream que le hacían un trabajo. Brujería. And Natalia's like, bro, you're delusional because of all the drugs you're sticking in your arm. What are you doing to yourself? Mm -hmm. And Angela's like, okay, fuck you. If you want to stay here with your fucking nun vocation, that's cool. I'm out. Now we're in the bathroom and Natalia is showering. As she's soaping up, her hands decide to travel, and she's having herself a little me time, if you will. Perfect description. And I was so like, oh, oh <laughs> a little pearls. a novice nun. I can't. I, I, I must look away. What? Oh, I was. Yeah. Save you yourself. Do like this. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you mustn't. It was uh, it was rather shocking. Honestly, me too. I was like, yeah. Are you allowed? To do that? Yeah, like, can you do this? <laughs> right. As she's having this me time, mm-hmm. slowly but surely, some demonic voices start to arise. Mm-hmm. Some sounds getting louder and louder as she's getting down with herself. And suddenly there's a slam from the door downstairs and a bunch of voices. And she's like, oh, she gets... Mm-hmm. Knocked out of this demon masturbation time. And uh, <laughs> Natalia looks down at her feet, and there's a bunch of huge hissing cockroaches. Gross. What the fuck? So she had downstairs. There's Angela and fucking creepy Mauro, and three new people, which are Mara, Osvaldo, and Abel. They're all drinking and smoking weed and talking, and they're having a discussion about quote unquote. Peruvian drugs mm-hmm. and how some people have ended up dead whilst practicing in these quote unquote Peruvian drugs. As Natalia comes downstairs, Mauro is like, Hey, you want some of this weed? And she's like, No, thank you. And then he swiftly asks her, Hey, are you a virgin? Fuck and every you. dude, and everybody's like, <laughs> Eat a dick bro back up this fuck off yeah fuck you and we see that Abel is uncomfortable with this conversation mm-hmm. he's quiet he's not laughing and also Angela is like also not engaging in this leave my sister alone please yeah Thank you. and Natalia at first is defensive and shy but then she kind of like gears up and is like yeah I'm a virgin and what what's your problem I love this. yeah what's your problem these are my beliefs Mm-hmm. Osvaldo is like, well, aren't your beliefs a little medieval? And Mara's like, everyone's got their reasons to have things. And Osvaldo says, yeah, we're all hiding something. And fucking bitch ass Mauro is like, I know what you're hiding is that you want to try some of this. And he grabs his crotch 
And then Angela is like, dude, stop being gross to my sister and goes to like push his hand off of his own crotch. And then we go from zero to a million and he fucking slaps her across the face, sending her flying over the coffee table. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everyone is freaking out and be like, oh my God, what the hell? And Abel, who's been quiet and shy, gets up, shoves Mauro. Mauro turns around, shoves him, and Abel punches the shit out of his face. Good. Fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck you. Mouth punch to the mouth. As he's doing that, his wristwatch alarm goes off, and he takes a pill. (gasps) And Natalia runs because Angela has gotten the fuck out of there and Natalia runs to go after her. Mauro gets up, he leaves, and Mara is like, why does he have to come? And Osvaldo says, well, Angela thinks that the right will help him. Outside on a bench swing, Natalia brings some cotton for Angela's nosebleed because she got punched in the face too. And Angela says that their dad is hiding something, and that's why he won't speak. And Natalia asks where her and her friends are going, and Angela reveals that when Natalia was gone, she got pregnant, and she didn't know who the dad was. Yo no me cuidaba, which that sentence is so sad to me. Yo no me cuidaba. That seems so, uh, it feels very desperate, which is painful. I didn't take care of myself. Yeah. She says she went to a nurse's house to have an abortion. Things went wrong and she almost died of internal bleeding. And after that happened, the mom got worse. And that's when she started locking herself in the attic, drawing those uteri, uteruses. She says, our dad killed her so you would come back. I know they're not our parents. I need to know who I am and why we were stuck in that house for so long. So we're going to go to Tigre to do a special rite con una planta sagrada, with a sacred plant. Hmm, I wonder what plant that might be. What could it be? Peruvian drugs? (laughs) (laughs) Sacred plants? Peruvian drugs? Where are we going? (laughs) It's going to show me what they hid, and I want you to come with me. (laughs) And Natalia's like, "Mm, I don't know about all that. And Angela's like, you have to know the truth, too. We're leaving tomorrow morning. And she gets up and she goes back to the house. And as she does, that breeze returns, blowing back Natalia's hair. Her eyes turn smoky and white again. And she looks up to the porch where the four friends are. And the light that is emanating from behind them. And it fades away. And Natalia looks up to the attic and the light is on. And somebody is standing at the window. Back inside the house, Natalia is in the attic with her dad, who is in bed, breathing horribly and bandaged. And she's looking up at the <laughs> she's <laughs> looking up at these paintings up close. One of them is made with what looks like blood and hair and hair. Uh, was it hair or was it because she pricks Ooh. herself? I think it's hair oh. and barbed wire. I think oh it's a little bit God. of everything. I didn't notice her pricking herself. I thought she just touched it and was like freaked out because it looked like bloody matted hair yeah. artwork, which is, Disgusting. I mean, that is, again, nightmare fuel. So yeah, absolutely. creepy. So gross. Then she goes over to the one with the snakes and the woman with the white dress, and she notices that the woman has the same crucifix that Natalia has that Lucas gave to her. Mm-hmm. Creeped out, she goes over to an armchair and she gets hum- comfy and she goes to sleep. 
Suddenly, we're back in that garden courtyard from before, and Natalia is walking down towards some statues that were at the other end of what we saw. So when we saw it originally, we saw a a large tree and the woman with her hanging arms. And now we're looking Mm -hmm. at the courtyard from the perspective of that tree. So on the other end is a statue of a woman holding a small child. We hear children's laughter, but also it turns into like wailing and moaning. And as she's standing there, Natalia, from behind her, we hear again that rope crunch branch crackle sound and if you if we're looking at the shot she's right in the middle of the shot and she kind of like leans towards one side Mm -hmm. almost as if listening but not wanting to turn around to see because it's scary and she reveals the woman standing there (gasps) and and then she kind of like sways back to the spot she was standing in the middle covering the woman and then we hear that crunching sound again but it's It's a little louder and closer and she again sways over and the woman is closer to where she is again sways back to the center and we hear the crunch And at this point, the children's laughter has become crying and wailing and it's getting louder and louder. And she leans to look over. We see from behind now the camera's approaching Mm -hmm. Natalia's back, but she turns around very quickly and there's nothing there. But we're in a horror movie, baby. So immediately, bang, behind her, the woman grabs her does like a vampire kiss on her neck. We get like a weird close-up of her awful evil dead eyes. Face. You notice the evil dead eyes? Absolutely. And this sequence, my I turned the volume down because I... I was so creeped out by this sequence. This was well done. I agree. I held the computer mm-hmm. like away from my face, like <laughs> doing like trying not to look at it. Yeah. So Natalia wakes up with a jump from this scare of this horrible woman. And then we immediately we get another jump scare because her dad is sitting right in front of her. And his eye, the one that's open, is open even further. He is just like crazy eyeballing and looking towards the corner of his room, which is a closet. Natalia gets up to go see what's in that corner because that's all he's looking at. And we hear a young girl crying from this closet. She goes in, she moves the coats aside, and nothing's there. But on the closet's back wall, it has some plaid wallpaper, and she's hearing some like scratching, some noises, and she grabs a little lifted part of the wallpaper, and out from under come a bunch of cockroaches and disgusting bugs. I wrote, CGI cockroaches, no! Get them CGI <laughs> so creepy out. cockroaches out of here. Grossed out by these bugs that have just jumped out of from behind of the wallpaper, she kind of like backs up and is closing the closet doors. And behind the closet door, boo, Fuck. that fucking white dress bitch is there. And she says, Natalia. And she lunges at her. And then Natalia kind of like shakes her arms uh-huh. and she's gone. It's the morning and Natalia is still in this chair sleeping. So we're like, like, wait, was it a dream? What just happened? She goes over to the closet to double check that she wasn't crazy. But as she moves the coats again, somebody comes up behind her and covers her mouth. Ooh. 
And it's a fucking bitch ass, creepy ass Mauro. And he's like, what are you telling your sister? You want her to be castrated like you? Or are you jealous of this? And then she, he presses his body into her. It's so gross. And he's about to fucking sexually assault this woman when she, when he hears everyone is coming in downstairs and he stops and he's like, if Angela leaves me, I'm going to fucking kill her. Bro, chill out. Yeah. Pump your brakes. Full threat right here. But it's what leads Natalia to go with this group of people to this trip that they're doing in Tigre because she wants to protect her sister. Which she says to her dad's inanimate body in the fucking attic. Mm -hmm. And as she turns to leave, we hear the dad like trying to say something like he's just like (gasps) and trying to get up but we never nothing is ever said it feels like a warning Uh uh-huh so off they go angela and mauro on a motorcycle no helmet in sight by the way i was like of course we're badasses you're stupid idiots we dye our hair black and wear eyeliner we're we're badasses (laughs) come on i don't need a we smoke cigarettes like chain smokers cigarettes and i don't wear a shirt in the house clearly i'm tough yeah totally Abel, Mara, Osvaldo, and Natalia go in a car separately. Now, did you recognize Osvaldo? Is he from Terror Cinco? He sure is. That was Virgo Virga from Terror Cinco. Oh my God. Okay, let yes. me just tell you. I, it just clicked. Because when I watched it, I was like, this guy seems really familiar to me. But I was like, eh, fuck it. Holy shit. Okay. You know, something about these Argentina movies are they really do keep it in the family down in Argentina. We've seen quite a few Mm -hmm. of these actors in all these horror movies that we've done, which I I think is very cool. I love love being able to recognize people people now like that's a really nice feeling yeah it's happened quite a lot so yeah. it's great it's great well welcome back virgo virga we welcome love you. back <laughs> welcome you. back is. welcome back uh <laughs> so off they go and as they're driving we learn that hey guess what we're going on an ayahuasca trip hey yeah. good times they have a dope shaman that's waiting for them and everything he's gonna make a psychedelic cocktail of ayahuasca and chacruna and natalia is like yeah but it's medicine right and they're like mm-hmm. ha ha yeah totally medicine and osvaldo's like the shaman says it cures soul diseases it's a trip to the uh, the subconscious and natalia's like well drugs are bad <laughs> fucking dare over here <laughs> and i've seen what it does to these kids over at the convent when i was working i know there are bad consequences mm. and mara says this is no ordinary drug Ayahuasca means la soga del muerto, which means the rope of the dead. Uh. And to the indigenous, that means that the spirit can leave the body without the body dying. Sounds dangerous. (laughs) So now we're in a little canoe and we're going down a river and it's very beautiful. It gave me Saldo vibes. Remember when they're in that canoe in Saldo? Totally. As they arrive, they see a lovely, like they say shrine in the captions. It almost looks like a church, basically. It's uh, a huge- That's what I wrote, a church. Yeah, 
a huge round window in the front, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Osvaldo is saying it used to be run by nuns and that in the heart of the island, there's an abbey. And in the 70s, they kicked all the nuns out and they turned it into a mental asylum. But the nuns resisted and they stayed here in this like shrine church building. They denounced the abuse of the patients and used to perform like abortions and stuff, probably to the people that were being abused and raped and all that shit in those asylums. But then it was deserted and there has been no one there for a long time. On the dock, the four of them are waiting for Angela and Mauro, who should have been there already. And Hmm. they're like, uh, what the hell? And we see from inside of the shrine, someone is watching them. And Natalia decides, I'm going to go take a look around. And she walks through this bosque, very beautiful. And she comes. Oh, it's so gorgeous out here with this bamboo and everything. Wow. And as she's walking, she comes across the garden courtyard of her dreams. And it's got the same statue of the woman and the young child. As she gets closer to it, she notices that there are plaques all around the base of the statue. And they have things like, Jesús protege y salva los no nacidos. And it's got like names of women that have died probably during abortions or during childbirth. Mm-hmm. Like Isabel, Victoria, and Clara. Mm-hmm. But on the on the woman Clara's plaque, we see up close that there is a cross that looks like a uterus. Okay. We hear a crunch, and behind her is an old woman, just like a witchy old lady. Yeah. And uh, I literally said, it's me. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) Natalia says hi. In like 40, 50 years. I don't know. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, that's me. Um <laughs> Natalia says hi. Uh, I loved her though. I oh my her. god, this woman. The best. Natalia says hi and she's like, "Do you take care of this place?" And the woman reaches for Natalia's crucifix on her on her neck. But Natalia keeps asking, "You haven't seen some kids around here, have you?" And the woman's like, "Nope." And Natalia says, "I've dreamt of this place." Mm. And the old woman turns around and says, no es buena luna para lo que van a hacer allá arriba. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> if a witchy old lich, a witchy old lich, a witchy old bitch <laughs> turns to me and says, it's not a good moon for what you're going to do. Bye, bitch. I I'm out. I'm not even going to say bye to you. I'm just walking in the opposite <laughs> direction. Get me on that dock on the boat. Goodbye. A good day to you, ma'am. <laughs> and I'm swimming down that river back to where I fucking belong. Yes. And as she walks away, this old witchy bitch, she turns around and says another very ominous phrase, Uno de ustedes miente. Ooh. Great line. I love I loved I- this <laughs> because I was like, okay, so this movie, it so far has given me a little The Exorcist vibes. Mm-hmm. It gave me The Conjuring vibes mm-hmm. with that whole bedroom closet scene, people popping out. And right here I was like, oh, we're going to throw Scream into the mix right now? Like, who here is the killer, you know, in quotation yeah. marks? I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. Now we got a, now we got a mystery on our hands. I love totally. it. Totally. So Natalia walks back and as she's as she's going through the bosque, she finds an old abandoned chapel/mausoleum. She goes inside and she's looking at a statue in the middle that is a statue of a birhen. And suddenly he, we hear an achu. I jumped to the ceiling. 
to the ceiling. I, <laughs> I cannot believe this scare right here. I agree. It's a, it's, it's a fucking sneeze. A sneeze. And it scared the living day. Like, I was, I jumped also to the ceiling. Ow, my head. My neighbors are ice. like, why is your head through what? our floor? Because I have gone through. <laughs> but this, like, as much as I was like, how dare you, mm-hmm. filmmaker, filmmakers, throw this sneeze scare in here? But then I thought, oh, this absolutely is true, 100% would work. Because how many times have you been by somebody where they sneeze and you're like, I. Puta, my dad you fucking scared scream, me scr- you know what i mean scream sneezers where <laughs> scream they're like sneezers. Ah, yep. my fucking dad yep. bro i remember being <laughs> yep. little and just <laughs> that maybe that's why i have anxiety because i'll just be like doing my thing just and then yeah from deep in my apartment my dad just be like ah! a death scream yeah Jeez. so yeah this this sneeze scare worked for me on multiple levels Big time. the sneezer is Abel, and he's like Hey, <laughs> sorry to scare you. This is um, La Virgen of the No Nacidos. And the reason I know this is because my dad was a deacon and my do- my brother is a priest. I know too much about religion. I'm allergic to it. And she's like, well, it's the only place that I find peace. So cool. When I was growing up, nobody really instilled religion in me. And besides my vocation for being a nun, mm-hmm. I'm not even fucking baptized, which I was like, that's a bunch of bullshit, dude. A fucking nunnery wouldn't allow you to not be fucking baptized and be like, oh, I'm trying to be a nun. La primera cosa que hacen es bautizarte. They would do you. They would, they they would, would do, do you. They would, do- <laughs> they would fucking do <laughs> they you would hard. Do- <laughs> they would fucking do you hella hard. They would baptize you hard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I assume as much that I they mean, would be I like, think- okay, well, let's just rectify I the situation. D- Girl, I don't let's know. dunk your but- ass. Okay. Yeah. Entonces, están allá adentro, and his watch alarm goes off, and he takes his pill. And Natalia is like, why are you on this trip? What's the deal? And he's like, okay, just so you know, I'm a virgin too, different from your choice, but I'm also a virgin. (laughs) I was born with a cerebral paralysis, and it fucked up my nervous system, kind of like epilepsy. Turns out I'm getting worse, like stuff isn't right. But Osvaldo says that this fucking sacred plant is going to help me out. But And then he gets really sad and kind of like teary and he goes, but I don't think so. Hmm. And she is like, I also was born with something weird. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I can see light behind people and it makes me kind of go blind, but like only for a little bit. I've never (laughs) told anyone this. This is what I was like. Twilight, Twilight, dude. Like, she might as well have said, I know what you are, vampire. Like, you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> yes, but these two performers are quite good. Yeah. I'm going to say. I mean, they're, I... They're, they're really good. And the, the flirtatiousness of this moment, because it is quite flirtatious, snuck up on me, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden, the, you know, they're talking and whatever. And then I, I was like, kind of shook for a second, where I was like, are they? gonna smooch like what's going on here well we get an almost smooch and they they, they get rudely interrupted by mara who's like a ver vamonos que tenemos que se nos hace tarde i was like rude we uh-huh. were about to smooch yeah but how dare you you know before they almost smooch she says sometimes the light that i see behind people isn't always glowy and shiny sometimes it's dark 
Hmm. As they're walking through the bosque, they finally arrive at the abbey where they're going to do the right. And guess who's there already? Oh Fucking we see Mauro and Angela, but they're leaving the abbey and they're all pissed. Mauro is dragging Angela and they're like, what's going on? And Angela's like, the shaman won't let Mauro take the drink because he's a bitch. And Mauro's like pulling at Angela. Angela's like, I want to stay and do it. And he turns around and he's like, Cachate, puta. And then again, we go from zero to a thousand. And Mauro grabs Angela, throws her to the ground. The boys are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mauro pulls out a switchblade. And then suddenly we hear, oh. and Mara has got a fucking gun. I thought we were going to turn around and like the shaman, the, the, sh- the shaman was going to be like, I said, leave. Get the fuck but out. It's, Mara, it's Mara. This like teeny this tiny 20 something just like. Girl. Where did this come from? And she what goes, if you touch her again, yo te juro que te mato, Mauro. And I was like... I mean, honestly, I was like, I kind of love this moment <laughs> that this woman just pulled out this gun because this guy sucks. I mean, it's intense, yeah, but it's, he sucks. It's so intense. And it's it literally, when I say zero to a thousand, I mean it very strongly. Because <laughs> from one minute, you're like, oh, hey, hey, guys, here they come. And then all of a sudden, there's a gun. I'm trying to take some Peruvian drugs. I'm I'm trying to take a Peruvian drug, a sacred plant. (laughs) And so Mauro fucking leaves. Inside the abbey, Angela grabs Natalia's hand and there's a very sweet moment where she's like, she thanks Natalia for coming with her. But then Natalia says, I feel like I've been here before. But then right as she says that, the shaman's aide comes out and he's like, okay, dudes, let's do this. The rights are ready to go. And they go- <laughs> okay, dudes. <laughs> so they go upstairs. Angela goes inside. Natalia turns to Abel and she's like, This is crazy, dude. Drugs, weird people. Fucking Mara has a gun, dude. What the hell? And he's like, Don't worry. If you feel like super crazy and you want something real to hold on to, here's my wristwatch. And so she's like, Great. Well, you can take my cross then and it'll protect you. Cool. So now we enter what I am calling. The tripping room. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) in this room, we have on the ground, there's five circles of candles and an altar. The shaman is on the altar and he says, today, your heart will heal, your thoughts, your spirits, your bodies. Today, you will cleanse your soul. And Natalia gets one of her like blind visions her Mm. things and the breeze blows her hair and her eyes go hazy and behind the shaman (laughs) a light is expanding but because he's a spiritual man he turns and he looks at her and he's like hey girl i'm spiritual too look at us communicating through the light And he literally says, hola, Natalia, we are connected through the powers. And he says, <laughs> we have been waiting for you. Mm. So the vision passes and we begin. One by one, they go up to the shaman and they take a shot glass of planta sagrada, the ayahuasca. After they all have gone up, 
Natalia decides to go up. And she's like, sure, fuck it. I'll do some of this fucking trippy Peruvian drug. She drinks it, and everybody lies down in their each individual circle of candles, and the shaman starts playing his wooden flute. Little by little, the effects start to take place, and they all begin to writhe, and the shaman starts playing a drum, and he starts to sing in, I think, Quechua. Suddenly, Osvaldo fucking barfs. Mara starts sobbing like a baby in the corner Abel is gagging Angela's convulsing and Natalia is just sitting there like worried about everyone <laughs> and then she looks over to her sister and she tries to go to her but the shaman, shaman's aide is like no 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 you have to it's the ayahuasca don't worry there's more writhing and gagging going on in the background Natalia still tries to go to her sister and then when she finally gets to her Angela is having a vision and she's like it was him it was dad. He abuses me. He's behind the closet. I see him. <gasps> and we see the same closet from earlier when she goes to- Up in the attic. Yeah. yeah. And then Angela says, La Misa Negra, <gasps> the black mass. And we see podiums and skulls and big dark books. And then Natalia is running around the tripping room being like, Some, help my sister. But the shaman, he looks at her and he's like, you're not alone in this. I've seen the prophecy. Don't be afraid of what you will see. And then he gives her, it's almost like he gives her ayahuasca again, but this is like in her trip. So she mm. grabs the little cup, she puts it to her mouth, and she closes her eyes. And then when she opens her eyes again, the little cup is now a goblet. She, she looks up, and there is a goat man head yeah. looking at her. Yeah. Flanking him are six people in black hoods, mm. and they are chanting in Latin, fucking Santanimus, Tambembirimbus. And we turn back to her, and the little cup of ayahuasca is now a goblet, and she's got a fucking blood mustache. Yeah. Obviously, she screams when she sees this goat head. Mm -hmm. She looks down, and on the ground is a woman in white. She's pregnant. She's lying down on a pentagram that has been painted on the ground. Mm -hmm. Over by her head is a naked woman with a tiny cape, and over by her feet is another naked woman with another tiny cape. The goat man removes his goat head, and it's her dad. And he goes over to the altar. He grabs a knife. He unsheathes it. Behind him is a statue of La Virgen, but upside down. Now, here's something I'll say about me. Something about La Virgen I connect to. And I was upset seeing this man go up to an upside down Virgen and then mm -hmm. cut around her stomach, like in her womb area, He removed, which was a snake going up her body. Yeah. He takes off this chunk of snake and underneath is a baby, like the statue of Jesus. Yeah, the nativity baby. He brings it down. Pregnant lady behind him is writhing, screaming, upset. He takes the knife. He stabs this Jesus statue three times and the woman, the pregnant woman, we see blood come out of her stomach. So once he stabs this baby, Natalia finally, she sat with that blood mustache for way too long. She finally wipes off the blood mustache and runs out of the <laughs> Abbey. Can breathe. I hated it. <laughs> and she runs out of that Abbey. So she's running and running and she ends up at that chapel in the middle of the bosque. 
and she goes inside and there are three nuns in there praying. And she's like, please help me. They're trying to kill a woman. And one of the nuns turns around, but there's, she's like, doesn't really acknowledge her. Mm. And then immediately afterwards, the pregnant woman seems to have escaped that whatever was going on. Mm -hmm. She comes into the chapel and she's like, please help me. They're after me. They're after my baby. The nuns go to her and they're like, oh my God, they tried to perform, perform un aborto, but it didn't work. Put her on the table. She's having contractions. So the nuns help this woman to get her up on the like mausoleum slash table thing that's in the middle of this place. The main nun is yelling, oh, go get hot water and scissors and gauze and whatever. And she turns to the woman and she's like, ¿Cuál es tu nombre? The woman says, yo soy Clara. Remember Clara? Mm-hmm. And the nun says, Yo soy la hermana Gregoria. Soy partera. I'm a midwife. So Clara's like, please save my baby. Kill me, but save my baby. They put the devil inside me. He wants her, her baby, for himself. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden she like starts to writhe and she starts hitting herself. And I was like, Ooh. belly or legs? I couldn't tell. So Gregoria tells the other nuns that are back now with the hot water and shit that they got to tie her up because she's going crazy. So they put a board behind her arms and they tie her hands to the board. And then suddenly Clara's voice changes. And we got a demon. Mm. She looks right at Natalia, who in this, while this is happening, she's technically not there. She's seeing this. Clara slash demon looks right at Natalia and says, Soy el maonín que va a devorar su alma y la del bebé. Okay. So Clara then grabs Gregoria's head and fucking flings her to the wall. She knocks her habit off and Gregoria is like, fuck it, grabs the habit, shoves it in Clara slash the devil's mouth. Smart move. Yeah, she tells the other nuns, hold her legs down and she rips her dress open, revealing a big old pentagram on her belly, like carved in. <gasps> and Gregoria then snips her vagina. Oh my God, oh my God. It's horrible. Jesus. And yells, Clara, you have to help me we have to save your baby but the devil in her is like i am i'm taking this bitch with me she's coming with me and gregoria is like i will exercise the demons and she puts her cross (laughs) on clara's head sizzling her face and for a brief moment clara returns and it's her the nuns stand her, not stand her up, but like take her off the table so that she's draped over like her arms are on the table part, mm-hmm. but she's like crouching towards the ground. Does that make sense? Yes. So, you know, they're kind of like giving her space to just kind of pop this Squat baby out. Squat this baby out. She's squatting, but yeah. like her arms are holding on to like the mm-hmm. table. And there none, another nun on the other side of the table is holding her arms down. Y de repente vuelve el demonio and he's like, no, fuck you. This woman and this niña se mueren esta noche y también tu fe. Oh. También tu fe. I love the uh, the the voice of the demon. Sometimes this kind of stuff can kind of just like Cheesy. take me out of it. But I do think the this voice delivery was quite good. Yeah, I liked it. I agree. So Gregoria is like, "No, you have to fight for her." And Clara is like, "Okay, I'm back." And she pushes that baby out, and out from under her comes this baby. And fucking Gregoria is like, "Ay, es una niña que linda." And poor Clara is <laughs> like, "Gracias a Dios." 
perdóname, mi hija. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And she dies. And Gregoria goes to put the cross necklace on her. And boom, Bam. those hands pop back up. Ahí viene el demonio. I jumped. Oh. Maldita monja partera. Damn. The devil says. And she reaches down in between her legs. She grabs the rest of the umbilical cord that is still hanging out from out of her. And like Jesus. a tampon string, pulls oh. out that fucking placenta after birth, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, the demon grabs the fucking placenta and says, Yo te bautizo, yo te alumbro, yo te nombro, carne de mi carne. And then she turns to Natalia and chucks that placenta right at her. <laughs> oh, damn. And then she wakes up with a start and notices that Abel's wristwatch alarm is going off. So she turns it off and she's in the darkened tripping room. No one's there, but each one of the circles of candles is now turned off, but they're all their clothes are laid out like shirt, pants, shoes. It's very hmm. weird. As if like the bodies have disappeared. Disappeared. Natalia calls for Angela, nothing. She goes down the stairs in the dark and suddenly out of nowhere, here comes fucking Mara popping out, holding you. her fucking gun, swinging that gun around, and then we see her face, and she has no eyes. Ooh. Just gouged Ooh. out eyes, blood pouring Bloody out. former eye pockets. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Natalia's like, whoa, 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 it's me. And Mara's like, mira, he's here, and he won't let us out. El demonio. And she puts that gun in her mouth and she blows her fucking brains out. Jesus. Horrible. Natalia's like, holy shit, and falls out of that room. And she hears somebody at the end of the hallway that she just fell into struggling for air. And she sees that there's someone sitting in a chair and she walks over. And what does she see? It's fucking Osvaldo. Also, zero eyeballs. Ooh, gouged out. This was a great, great effect on his face. Yeah, they did this here. was good. Wow. Very, um, al morir la matine. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. Behind her, someone grabs her by the mouth. Guess who? It's fucking Mauro. And you're just like, oh, Hello. here he is. Here's the guy. He did it. And Mauro's like, shut your fucking mouth. It wasn't me. And Natalia's like, eat a dick, bro. It's totally you. Where's Angela? Goodbye. And he's like, I don't know. I heard screaming and Angela's voice. And when I came in here, it was all like this. I don't know where she is. No le hice nada. And he grabs Natalia again. And when he does, she sees in the corner that the shaman's aide is fucking dead too. So Mauro tries to cover her mouth from screaming and she bites down and runs. And she runs back into the tripping room. And on the altar, banging the shaman's drum is Abel. And he's disoriented and scared. He says that he woke up and he found her there. And Natalia turns to the floor and there's Angela, also eyeless and dead. Wow. Abel starts drumming again. And then he says, the thing I drank reminded me of who I am. He's here inside of me. That voice I've heard since I was little 
isn't mine. He's always called me cucaracha like my dad. Then he suddenly starts to scratch at the drum and he says, you have to go, Natalia. Did you know that they did these evil rites on this island? They brought me here to cure me when I was little. And then he puts down the drum and slowly stands with a low growl coming out of his body. And he looks up at her and his eyes are red. And he says, I can't do a demon voice. (laughs) But he says, I will (laughs) absolutely take that. Uh, loved it. I loved it. Also, this is the big reveal where we're like, oh, here it is. The big scream reveal. All over, all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now demon Abel is like, Alonde vas in his demon voice. And then he walks over to the back corner of the altar where somebody has been sitting there for the entire time. I thought it was Angela at first, but then he grabs the head of this person and like jiggles it around. Pops it right off, and it's the shaman's head. And he repeats what the shaman says. He says, everything you brought with you will be revealed. And then he flings that head right at her. People just be throwing their fucking body parts at this poor girl. Her reaction here was so perfect to me because I I thought to myself, if if somebody threw a head at me, I also would scream as loudly as possible and just... Uh, don't touch it. I don't want to touch no. it. I don't want that fucking thing to touch me. No. She turns to run, but he chases her. He kicks her in the back, and she falls over. He, oh. he flips her around. He gropes her boobs. Whoop. He licks her face, which I've always had a huge problem with, just like tongues on the cheek. Ugh, I think it's so gross. And then he says, Hoy vas a sentirme, virgen. He looks at her. And when she looks at him, it's like she sees Abel. And hanging from his neck, the crucifix is like in between them. And she goes to reach for his face like tenderly. The demon didn't like this. So he like pulls away from her. He turns her around so that she's not looking at him. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a fucking foot comes flying. And guess who? It's Mauro. He kicks him off of her. And Mauro then turns around and he sees Angela's dead body. He pulls out his switchblade and he's like, la mataste, hijo puta, hijo puta. But bitch, this is the devil. He don't give a shit about you. And he goes to stab el demonio and that demonio grabs that hand, fucking breaks that wrist, flings that knife. He throws him aside and Abel slash demon climbs on top of him and goes to town on his eyes like eating them this this effect of like you know you don't really quite see all of it happening but oh you see like his teeth but the way that they translate like oh he's eating his eyeballs out of his face is so abel has this i gotta say it gorgeous head of curly (laughs) hair and he just kind of like shimmies his hair around a little bit (laughs) i loved it though i was like okay i get it i get it his demon stuff is kind of cheesy like he hisses a lot and there's a lot of like showing of the teeth and just being like (sighs) okay you're not a cat bro i i bought it though i bought it his i think he did a great performance some of the some of the makeup i will say didn't quite 
do it for me. Especially yeah. when it was during the day. Because yeah. at night, you're like, you can fucking play with that. Yeah, but then during the day, you're like, that's tougher yeah. to sell. So Natalia grabs the switchblade and she runs out of that abbey. She goes outside. She passes out and falls to the floor. And two wrinkly hands approach her and grab her. It's the morning and we're inside the church shrine right by the circular window. A big window. This is a beautiful shot. I love this shot. Gorgeous. Dry leaves all over the ground, even though we're inside. Natalia is laying on a bench right by the window, and we see the old witch woman on a rocking chair drinking mate. And then we get a close-up of her face, and we're like, oh, that's Gregoria. Gregoria sure is. is the nun from before. And it makes sense because el, el Virgo Virga, Ovaldo, I can't remember what Ovaldo. his name is, when he when he was like, oh, they lived here, you know, they stayed, it makes sense that she would still be here. Yeah. So Natalia wakes up and she's like, call the police, we're in danger, he killed everyone, and Gregoria's like, don't worry, he's not going to come here. And Natalia's like, no, you don't understand, está loco. And Gregoria's like, no está loco. And when I tell you, I was like, I'm getting good at this. Because she goes, no está loco. And immediately out of my mouth, I go, está poseído. And right after, she goes, está poseído. <laughs> and mm -hmm. she explains that in this island, rich motherfuckers like your fucking dad would come over here and have rights with the devil and sacrifice babies. What a bunch of pricks. And as she's saying this, she's putting a little bottle similar to the one of the shaman. Mm -hmm. Wink, 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 ayahuasca. And she puts it into a bag. And she says, Natalia, you're cursed. You survived the satanic ritual. And Natalia, hearing this, grabs the switchblade. Switch and I'm like, girl, what are you going to do? You're going to stab this old bitch? Come on now. You could, if, if you felt threatened at all, just... Get on your two feet and start running. Like Push her old, over. This old lady, this she's not she's not gonna she chase you. She ain't gonna you. do a dang thing. And she goes, How do you know my name? Gregoria says, This is where you were baptized. Pero yo no soy bautizada. <laughs> and it was like, girl, yes, you were. And the reason you're special is because you have the devil's touch on you. It's time that you accept your gift. And she grabs her Gandalf staff and she fucking, you shall not pass this motherfucker. And a huge breeze comes up and those eyes turn white again. And the light expels out from behind um, Gregoria. And we see a baby floating in utero nirvana and we hear gregoria <laughs> we hear gregoria telling clara to push and then the devil saying the girl and the mother they will die tonight y también tu fe. and then the vision dissipates so now we're at the statue of the mother and child and natalia's looking at the plaque of her mom because mm. she's the baby from that vision from her ayahuasca vision. And the plaque says Clara and Natalia asks Gregoria, why all of this? And Gregoria says, the devil brought you here and nothing is going to stop him. The story will always repeat itself. And Natalia asks, why didn't he kill me like the rest of them? Gregoria says, to recover what he lost when you survived. A baby. Abel is a virgin too, and that's no coincidence. And he's also a victim. The same forces that trap you give you the keys to escape. Abel es tu condena y tu salvación. 
it's no surprise that you're destined to fall in love. And this, <laughs> my eyeballs went deep inside my head and I was like, Twilight. This was, this was thing where you're like, oh, you're destined to fall in love. It did feel out of place here. Yeah. Really? We got to fall in love in two days? Am I just too cynical? Like, no. I was like, well, I was like, I don't, I'm not, well, maybe, I mean, let's be clear. Um, but yeah, I, I agree where I was just like, yeah. huh? I didn't, okay. I didn't need Whatever. this like, oh, we got to be in love for, get the fuck out of here. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. This speaks volumes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About uh, who we are. <laughs> and Natalia says, well, he tried to fucking kill me and rape me. And he killed my fucking yeah, how, sister. How you want me to fall in love with this person who a few how however long Not ago literally bro. murdered my sister yeah. and tried to rape me? Okay, no. this will be this will be fun. And Gregoria's like, but the devil did that, and you have the gift to be able to see the difference. Once the devil appears, we have to trap him and we have to end the rite, the one that started with your baptism, which is technically was your exorcism so the devil being an idiot got ahead of himself and he named you our name is our identity but it also subdues us if we lose it so you natalia who is not natalia you have to recover your name abel has been possessed since he was a since he was born the ayahuasca didn't wake the demon the ayahuasca woke the boy he recovered his memories and the ayahuasca is gonna finish expelling the demon from his body so this is where we're gonna talk about the wristwatch and the pill the alarm going off and him taking a pill i think is meant to like numb either the his mind or whatever or the child or whatever to keep the devil swimming around there now question about that like i get the wristwatch and like the medication but she's saying here uh gregoria is saying that abel has been possessed since birth so every time that natalia has been speaking to him is that the demon back and forth i guess (laughs) okay so like but the, the taking of the pill is suppressing the boy not the demon I is think that correct? so. I think that's okay. So that's the demon being like, "I'm keeping this kid, and I'm doing like, what under I lock want." Lock and key, and yeah. I do what I want. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I think so. So Gregoria and Natalia return to the abbey. They pass all the dead bodies with zero eyes, and Natalia picks up the gun right by Mara's body, and they go back up into the tripping room, and they find Abel sleeping on a crate surrounded by like branches and sticks and stuff. It almost looked like they were gonna he was gonna set himself on fire. Totally thought that that was what was gonna happen. Yeah. Mind meld. Uh and (laughs) Gregoria gets to work. That bitch pulls out a sack and she pulls out a rope. She ties his hands up she pours coarse salt all around his fucking body and she's like saying a prayer to the light to the planta madre to pachamama which is mother earth and then she makes an another salt circle but that's for them and then she pulls out her little bottle of ayahuasca and she gives it to natalia and she's like the exorcism happens from within to the outside the sacred plant will find the light in him you have to give it to him because it's between the two of you i'm just here to be your guide and 
Natalia goes over. She pours a bunch of that ayahuasca into his mouth. He wakes up. He fucking punches her. She falls over. Gregoria grabs her Gandalf staff and smashes the shit out of it over his head. Bam. And Natalia and her get into the circle. He jumps into the air demon style, but he can't go through the protective boundary. Gregoria's praying her prayers, doing her thing. And she's like, these children are of God. I command you to leave them alone. The devil is like, ha ha ha, eat a dick, bro. They are marked since birth for me. And fucking Gregoria is like, if you want them, come and claim them. Fucking Arwen style. And I'm just Lord of the Rings over here. <laughs> and she's like, ¿Cuál es tu nombre? And he's like, And he says some shit in fucking <laughs> devil and ends it in Nathan. Sounded like it was backwards to me. Who knows? I, I literally wrote, uh, <laughs> Dominatrus Nathan is what I wrote. And then Abel starts to barf. Ayahuasca, that'll do it. And then for a brief moment, he's Abel again. But then the devil comes back and he's like, uh, what did you give me to drink, yo bitch? And she's like, agua bendita, motherfucker. And he's like, how? And she goes, es bendita porque la planta sagrada es bendita, estupido. I love that so much. Me too. I was like, that's some I... witchy shit, dude. I love it. But also just like, like taking out like... Christianity, Catholicism, everything, and putting some respect to the nature, on this, like to like these this like indigenous, old, sacred, uh, you know, medicine, basically, or yeah. or however, you know. I, I was like, I love this. Me too. Like, she's like, this is fucking holy. Yeah, I love it. Suck it. <laughs> and then she goes, and BT Dubs, it's not for you. It's for Alel. So eat a dick and he tries again to jump through the air in the barrier but he smashes into it and he gets back up he slams his foot on the ground and, a, and his circle of salt lights up in fire and he points at Natalia and he goes I raped your sister every night and devoured her soulless child and you're like whoa bro Jesus. which makes me think remember when she was like I got pregnant I wonder if it was her <gasps> dad that did it oh jesus christ yeah because oh she was God. like I, it wasn't him it was horrible gregory is like don't you listen to this fucking devil bitch and the fire gets stronger and he points at natalia again and he says escupe piedras hembra and natalia barfs up rocks and then she barfs up cockroaches disgusting and gregoria screams at him ¿Cuál es el nombre que le diste a ella, bestia inmunda? i was like yes bestia inmunda. <laughs> and the devil lifts his arms and suddenly he's got possession of Natalia's body and she's like crawling on the ground with her ass up in the air and he suddenly lifts her fucking body and she's just floating and he turns her upside down and he says I'm inside her too the connection is inevitable and she's like he's like come to me we're gonna do it in front of this old bitch damn dirty yeah hella dirty <laughs> and then he a little a, a bunch more like demon Latin comes out of his fucking mouth he flips her around again and Gregoria says you won't take her and she grabs the ayahuasca bottle pours it down Natalia's throat and she goes girl find that light you gotta find it and you gotta do this but Natalia grabs Gregoria by the throat and fucking chucks her across the room breaking the salt circle and the no. devil I know the devil goes to Gregoria and he turns to Natalia and says el alma está en los ojos and then he fucking goes to town on her eyeballs and eats them. Ugh. Yeah. Wow. And when that happens, Natalia passes out. 
It's the next morning. Natalia awakes in the tripping room and Abel is sitting in the altar corner. Natalia calls for Abel, but it ain't him, girl. And he runs to her, but we still got a little bit of salt circle left. So he smacks into this invisible boundary and we hear Gregoria's voiceover saying Natalia your light can revert the evil that was done to you and she calls to Abel and again the vision the breeze the eyes but this time the eyes are reflecting the red light that's coming from hissing devil Abel Mm. but then she's like looking at him and she's able to like revert it back to white light and the vision dissipates and Abel is back and he says I was able to steal your name back (laughs) Mm. and he says Luciferina and when I tell you for a second there (laughs) please continue (laughs) when I tell you I laughed so hard both times. Really? Both times. Wow. I, when I watched this movie, I was like, Luciferina. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds I, so I like much. this moment. Oh, man. It's like Luciferina. Really Lucifer, you know, Luciferina. I get it. It's- I, it sounds so <laughs> fucking stupid to me. It's like somebody, remember Friends, when Phoebe's like, oh, you should name your your name Phoebe after me. And they're like, but what if it's a boy? And she goes, Phoebo. That's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> Oh no. Oh, dude, I okay. it was like oh, man. Luciferina from Argentina. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> uh I'm so like I find it hilarious that it tickled you so much. I, um, but, can I uh-huh. I just I have to ask a quick question here mm-hmm. and again I'm hoping you can clarify. So right now she's looking at him and he's got red light around him, mm-hmm. but earlier in the movie she looked at him with white light around him. What the fuck? Is that because of the pills? <laughs> What? I don't get it. I also don't. I don't know. This part did not make sense to me. Maybe the pill was suppressing the devil instead. I don't really know. Anyway, Luciferina. <laughs> Let's keep going. Fibo. Argentina. <laughs> uh, so he says, you know, I got your name back. It's Luciferina. And he says, yo te nombro, yo te salvo. But that fucking demon comes running back into his body and he that little section that's left over of Abel says, run, get the fuck out of here as the alarm starts to beep. Mm. You're very right. I think the alarm or the pill is meant to suppress the devil because the demon. Yeah. The demon, because once the once that alarm goes off, the devil is reemerging in him. So maybe yes. I think yeah. that's the case. That's what that's what it is, yeah. probably. So Natalia runs back to the dock and is about to hop into her canoe and get the fuck out of there and swim swim back to fucking Buenos Aires or wherever the fuck they live. But she hears Gregoria say, the same forces that trap you will help you escape. Abel is your damnation, but is also your salvation. And then we hear the main, the thesis of our film, which is he wants what he lost when you survived a baby and so the light goes off on or goes on on fucking natalia's head she goes back to the chapel where she was born she takes off all of her clothes she stands naked in the doorway of the chapel and says acá estoy dios ya no está 
entre nosotros. And she walks back into the chapel and she feels him approach. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, get ready. <laughs> get ready, gang. The NC-17 portion of our it movie. It shall begin right now. He enters the chapel. The door slams shut. She says, they've left us alone. And he says, in his devil voice, Como Adán y Eva en el paraíso. And she says, y la serpiente. Mm. The devil takes off Abel's clothes and he's like speaking in his Latin demon voice and it's echoing through the chapel. He comes up behind her and he says, there's no more light in, in him. La cucaracha murió. And he grabs her breast with his horrible devil hand. He bends her over the mausoleum table. Here we go. Okay, so. Woo! <laughs> he lifts her and he hisses like a cat. And Natalia says, <laughs> I dreamt of this place, but this isn't my dream. And then they're fucking. And they are yeah. fucking. And and they are fucking. <laughs> and she seems to eventually get into it a little bit. Yeah. And then she suddenly realizes, oh, I'm fucking the devil. And she pushes him <laughs> off of her. And he's like, nope, no, you don't. And he <laughs> climbs on the table with her. They fuck some more. and But now he's got horrible devil teeth. And they're fucking and they're fucking. And then uh, eventually she pushes her hand against his chest and presses the crucifix that he is still wearing onto his skin and it burns him it sizzles him but when he screams it's Abel's voice Mm. and she's like oh shit he's still there it's me Abel hello I'm Natalia we're fucking and the devil smacks her in the face and he's like he's dead and she's like nope he's not because he's still wearing the cross that I gave him And that bitch climbs on that dick and she gets on top. Wow. And she fucking him and she's like, you gave me my name and now I'm the one. Well, you know, what's interesting here, the switch is like, at first he was in control and he was fucking her. Yeah. But now this is a really cool, interesting switch where she's like, actually... Now I'm on top, literally, and I'm fucking you, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't hate. I was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Get yours, girl, and uh, you fuck that devil. Yeah. And so she's fucking him, and she's like, you gave me my name, and now I know who I am. Soy Luciferina, la portadora de la luz. And then the devil, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the devil... Pushes him, pushes her off of him, and he takes her from behind, and she's like, <laughs> and she's like, you can't have this pussy because it belongs to the man that I love, and who's that man? It's Abel. Wow. And so Abel from behind scre- screams again, and she flips around she climbs on top of that d again and she grabs his face and she's like i know your name and with your name i expel you i expel you demon with my fucking and then the red light in abel is like dissipating off of him and the breeze appears and her eyes are white and they are fucking and it's breezy and there's red light and white light (laughs) she looks at abel and the red officially is like has gone from his body and they're both engulfed in white light and he looks at her and he's finally Abel again and he whispers Natalia and they are still fucking fucking and they're like yeah and they fucking come white is everywhere 
wear not like jizz, but like the light. <laughs> and then and then they kiss, embraced by light, and then the breeze oh is God. still so strong, blowing this these hairs all over the place. Beyonce. And then Abel dies. Fucked to death. Death Why? by fucking. Because he was probably already a husk of a man having the devil oh, in him. Oh, after being being possessed. Um, and then you get a bomb-ass pussy like that? Fucking fresh? That pussy is pristine. There's nothing in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'll let you finish. I will ask the question later. Because Okay, okay. And then she, she takes the crucifix off of him. She She puts her fingers over his eyes so he can die in peace blackout a church bell rings and we're back at the convent in the chapel mother superior walks in she walks over to the pew and there's natalia and she says you have to help me find the other two before they do Mm. and mother superior says don't worry you're in good hands and we pan down natalia and she's holding her very pregnant belly demonic latin gets louder as we see in the womb a baby, it opens its eyes. Fin de la película. Great job. Thank you. That finale that you just gave us is the feeling I had <laughs> while watching the finale, which I'm just going to admit, I, okay, sex, exor- sex exorcism, which I did sexorcism. not see coming. And I was, uh, sexorcism, which I did not see coming, no pun intended. <laughs> and just, I was honestly like, kind of love it. Kind of love it. Haven't seen it before. I have questions, though. Uh-huh. Or I have an observation first. So the love part to me does not speak to me whatsoever. No. Sex, look, it's not always about love. That's very true. It's just not. So Quite I often it's I, not. This message to me, I don't feel like it needed the love thing in there. I agree. Also, at the end here, mm-hmm. Natalia being like, I need help finding the other two. Mm-hmm. Were those the two naked women in the church with their little capes? I do believe. Okay. So I think when we saw those two women and her trying to find these two other women that are connected somehow mm-hmm. is meant to be what the Trinidad de las Virgen is, what we saw in the very beginning is. Yes. The director, eh, Gonzalo Calzada, this is technically this is the first movie of three movies. Mm-hmm. Although I Googled my ass off to try and find if any of the two are being made or if they're out yet, and I didn't find a thing. Did you? No, I found the titles of the movies. Right. Um, which is Inmaculada and also Ocul- no, Gotica. 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 Yeah, but I mean, this movie came out in 2018, mm-hmm. so who knows where he was with, I assume the next would be Inmaculada. Right. But with pandemic shit, I I assume maybe this is on hiatus yeah. temporarily. Quién sabe. Hopefully. I found a website that's called metacultura.com.ar. Mm-hmm. They say, Luciferina es una obra que funciona como, como la primera parte de una tri- trilogía. It's the first part of a trilogy of national gothic horror and there's never been a saga planned of this caliber so this is like the first like franchise in the horror realm i guess of this genre Mm. i think as of now we don't have any news on what the rest is but fun that this is like the beginning of a franchise with another reason why i was like 
Twilight. But, Twilight. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but how about yeah. we get into some actual trivia trivia? Yes. Let's get into some trivia. Okay, so I looked up, you know, you look up the word Luciferina to find the title or whatever, and something popped up for me, and it was this. Mm. So this is from Wikipedia. Luciferin from the Latin Lucifer, which means light bearer, which I did not know, is a generic term for the light-emitting compound found in organisms that generate bioluminescence. Oh! And I was like, oh, okay, because of course, first of all, Lucifer, duh, the devil. Yeah. And like, I, I assume Luciferina, just like a female version of the devil, pero... This particular character, Natalia slash Luciferina, can see light. This like bioluminescence. Sure. So I thought that was interesting. Very interesting. Let's talk very, very briefly about Gaston Cocharale. I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. This was the dude who played Osvaldo, who played Virgo Virga in Terror Cinco. So because this is the second time we saw him. We've seen him. I wanted to bring him up. And I found out that he started a theater company or like an acting school Mm -hmm. in Buenos Aires called Creer es Crear, which I thought was just very, very cool. Listen, look up his Instagram for Creer es Crear at Creer es Crear punto teatro. And you can also find this guy at Gaston Cocharale on Instagram as well. Nice. And this motherfucker works. He is a busy man. Lots of movies. All this shit. He did a good job in this. He did a great job. He's got a great look. Very good. So, So nice job, dude. So as I was watching this movie and we passed by what I assumed was a church, that thing right off the Rio with the beautiful window, Mm -hmm. I wrote myself a a note. Where is this church? So I looked this up. I found this in the credits, this place called El Paraíso de María. And I found on a website called iproperty.com.my that you can buy this place. And no it is way. Not How a much church. does it cost? It had it in uh, like Argentine pesos. I'm not quite sure what the Argentina money is. I don't know. It was seemed very expensive mm-hmm. um, because it's huge. So it says here it is a land of 47,250 m squared. Metros? Metros cuadrados, sí. There we go. With more than 150 meters of coastline on the Luján River and 350 meters of coastline on the Caraguatá Chico Stream, located right in front of the gated community of Santa Maria de Tigre and Marinas Gulf. So it seems very, very fancy pants. Oh, fancy pants. The main house is very stately in style and dates from 1922. It was designed by the Catalan architect Joseph Y. Yimona, I assume is how that's pronounced, who was a disciple of Gaudí for the Masioran's family. It's approximately 250 meters square are distributed on one floor with access by stairs, a large living room in front, a kitchen, four bedrooms, two of them with the possibility of a dressing room, and two full bathrooms. Anyway, it seems lovely, but this is what I found interesting. On the property, there is also a chapel of the same period and, period and style, still consecrated where ceremonies and baptisms were performed before. I bet you it's that one that they fuck on. Totally. That has <laughs> got to be the space. Yeah, so you see that that space in the movie. Now let's talk about 
ayahuasca. Yes. I don't think we've ever spoken about this before on the podcast. We've never had a have film you, that have you done it? No. You've never done this, have this? Yeah, I think I'm you would have scared told me of that it. By now. <laughs> Um, also, I do feel like ayahuasca right now, you know, the whole like market about like bringing tourists down there to be like, oh, I'm going for this yeah, my, like trippy ayahuasca retreat. I don't, it makes me feel kind of weird. Yeah. Like, really? This is like a sacred plant. No, say, I don't know. I got to sort out my feelings about I it. I agree. So it says here, this is from Wikipedia, by the way. Ayahuasca is a South American pan-Amazonian psychoactive brew used both socially and as ceremonial spiritual medicine among the the indigenous peoples of the Amazon basin. Es mucha vomitadera. That's it. And the area. Mira, and the area. The, the two times that I've done Molly, three times, <laughs> I, I, when I tell you, I. Oh, dear listener. Dude, I barfed, Have we got a story for you? I barfed my brains out. And also, one of the times I pooped my brains out. So it's like. You know, if that's what I want to be high and experiencing that, dude, because you're sitting on that toilet and you're like, am I okay?" And then you look in the mirror and you're like, you need to relax. Yeah. Listen, is that a personal story? Yes. No, but totally like looking in the mirror being like you're high as fuck and you're there's diarrhea and and barf everywhere. But for me, it wasn't diarrhea. It was just a Uh lot of just pooping. It was just pooping. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Apparently, when you take ayahuasca, this can be translated to, I think, negativity, pero también, tal vez, like, demonios and things like that. What, diarrea? Uh, the the vomit. <laughs> oh, it's just, like, true. the expelling yeah. of, like, you Toxins know, junk, and shit. I guess. Yeah. Yes. So it says here, ayahuasca is prepared in a tea that, when consumed, causes an altered state of consciousness or high. The traditional making of ayahuasca follows a ritual process that requires the user to pick the lower chacruna leaf at sunrise, then say a prayer. The vine must be cleaned meticulously with wooden spoons and pounded with wooden mallets until it's fiber. In the Quechua languages, aya means spirit, soul, or corpse, dead body, and huasca means rope or woody vine, which... We heard Mara told us that in this movie. Yeah. Evidence of ayahuasca use dates back 1,000 years as demonstrated by a bundle containing the residue of ayahuasca ingredients and various other preserved shamanic substances in a cave in southwestern Bolivia discovered in 2010. In the 16th century, Christian missionaries from Spain first encountered indigenous western Amazonian basin South Americans using ayahuasca. Their earliest reports described it as the work of the devil. Fuck you. Fuck you, dude. Let me do my drugs Fuck in peace, you. bro. Vos no sabes, solo porque vos te vas a tu casa y te dormís con tu vaso de agua. Vos me vas a fucking venir aquí a judge me and doing my fucking thing, dude. I'm having a dope time with my spirits and my fucking, great time. fucking Fuck psychedelic you. times, you ho. Shamans, curanderos, and experienced users of ayahuasca advise against consuming ayahuasca when not in the presence of one or several well-trained shamans which yeah dude the shamans lead the the ceremonial consumption of the ayahuasca beverage in a rite that typically takes place over the entire night during the ceremony the effect of the drink lasts for hours prior to the ceremony participants are instructed to abstain from spicy foods red meat and sex Ooh. The ceremony is usually accompanied with purging, which this is what we were talking about, which includes vomiting and diarrhea, which is believed to release build, build up emotions and why are we 12 and negative energy. 
<laughs> I, all okay. I can think of is, oh no, I ate spicy food the night before. <laughs> the diarrhea. Is, now I have fucking diarrhea. Diarrhea is. Yeah. Or I already had diarrhea from my spicy food, and now it's extra <laughs> diarrhea. Oh man, I should have told the shaman. Damn. Now <laughs> look at us. Okay, so it says here, people who have consumed ayahuasca report having mystical experiences and spiritual revelations regarding their purpose on earth, the true nature of the universe, and deep insight into how to be the best person they possibly can. That's what calls, that's the one thing that I'd be like, I'd be down for that, just to like have oh, 100%. the, have the fucking experience. experience. I just don't want to barf and shit my brains out, bro. Yeah, and the thing too is like you're not alone. You, aside from the shaman and the the, I, I think like the assistants or other shamans, yeah. you're with people. Yeah. You're just like going with your balde there, where you're just barfing. No, I hope you're not space to go like shit your brains out. <laughs> no, fiddle. I don't want to diarrhea next to some fucking also, person. Can you imagine being high as fuck and also just like being like, sorry, got a barf, and then also hearing other, okay, too much barf, too much, there's like saliva building in my mouth, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, last little thing here, it is often reported that individuals feel they gain access to higher spiritual dimensions and make contact with various spiritual or extra-dimensional beings who can act as guides or healers, which cool. sounds very cool. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to specifically find out. Ayahuasca, exorcism, demonios, tell me about it. Cool. So I looked up, has anyone ever experienced, or like I looked up ayahuasca, exorcism, and I found something from Reddit, so take it with a grain of salt, everybody. Who knows what these hoes are saying out there? Who knows? So it says, this is from Troy underscore E. Hey everyone, I recently took ayahuasca and had a very frightening experience where one of the participants was seemingly possessed by an evil spirit of some kind. Oof. He was inflicting harm upon himself, oh, no. screaming in strange languages and tongues, and the shamans had to step in and get things under control. Has anyone ever had a similar experience? That's another thing, like, bro, I'm diarrheaing and I gotta see a fucking person and be now possessed? there's a demon? No. How dude. am I supposed? How am I supposed to relax? I guess this isn't really about relaxation. No. Like I'm thinking weed here, yeah, but no. this, like, this is not what this. Is. This is about like soul searching, chat, changing, yeah. like, you know, like who am I in the world, yeah. in the universe, kind of thing. So fast frequency responds. I did witness this too, and it wasn't nice at all. Oh. The moment the. <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> the moment the shaman pushed that thing out of the person, the whole place stank of sewage, and we all experienced very low emotional states of fear and or disgust. No way. That's creepy. Just like most people, I used to logically associate possession and exorcism with psychological illness before this experience. I am now convinced that entity possession is a real thing, and I believe that energetical pathogens act just like the biological ones. I think that's energetic pathogens, but I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. This was my favorite one, though. Listen to this Oh, boy, shit. oh, boy, oh, boy. This is from Third Eye PDX. The scary thing that happened, so this person also had an experience. The scary thing that happened is it felt like our ceremony was attacked by a bruja or rival shaman who was trying to fuck with our ceremony on purpose. So one of the shamans ended up battling this thing, meaning this like dark entity for hours, while the other two continued healing work on the rest of the participants to try to keep them from being worried about what the other shaman was dealing with. 
I was worried for the safety of the shaman battling the thing and kept being afraid his life was on the line. At one point, I was even worried he had died. <laughs> so then he says, he transformed himself into a giant toad and swallowed the thing and then was kind of in incapacitated for a while while he attempted to to digest the negative energy to protect the group from it. So at this point, I was like, okay, okay, we have to remember that Person was on drugs. high as fuck. <laughs> like, you're really fucking yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like watching a wizard battle or something. Eventually, the shaman emerged victorious, and the other shaman sang a bunch about how what a powerful shaman he was. <laughs> So, like, I do believe some of oh, this. Totally. Pero también, when you're like, but then he turned into a big toad. And I'm like, right, okay. right, right. You're fucking high, you're dude. You're on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my trivia for today. Love it. Mine is just, there were a couple words and things that I was like, oh, what does, what does this shit mean? <laughs> the first one was forro, which I think we've said before. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this slang term in Argentina? And forro says here, uh, someone who is extremely annoying, an idiot, or a prick. Oh. So, no, no soporto forro. ese forro es insoportable. I can't stand that douche. So kind of like a douche, basically. Cool. Great. Good to know. Uh, the other word I was like, que puta eso is maoning. Mahoning? Mahonin, mm. uh, which uh, this Spanish Wikipedia says, the Wikipedia page itself is called Es un anexo demonio en la teología. So these are, it's literally an oh. A to Z list of demons in theology. <laughs> and it is Holy quite shit. large. Wow. And Mahonin, which if you're a lover of comics, you'll know that there is a character in Constantine named Mahonin, and Constantine Ooh. is a very religious-y comet. Yes. Um, cool. And Mahonin means demonio menor, so a, a smaller demon that usually comes from the third hierarchy and the second order of archangels. It lives in the water. <gasps> so there you go. Wow. Him and Yemaya are hanging out. And then it was like, como se llama? La Gregoria was like, protect us, Lord, and also sacred plant, and also Pachamama. And mm. I was like, mm. I've heard Pachamama before. Yeah. What is it? Pachamama, according to Wikipedia, is a goddess revered by the indigenous peoples of the Andes. In Inca mythology, she is a, quote, earth mother type goddess and a fertility goddess who presides over planting and harvesting, embodies the mountains and causes earthquakes. So mm. there you go. Be nice Li to her. <laughs> to Pachamama. Living in Bolivia as a kid, reverence toward Pachamama was very, very important. And I just remember hearing that, hearing Pachamama all the time and just like the respect that the people of Bolivia have for that. Yeah. I, it was it was very present in my childhood. It's basically Mother Nature is what it is. But Mother Earth? I think it's what's wonderful about especially like Peru and Ecuador and Bolivia, like those countries in the Andes in particular, I think they still hold on to a lot of that stuff. And it's very... It's lovely to like mm. have this grounded connection to nature that is very I wish most a lot of us had more of that. Yes, agreed. And that's the end of my trivia. Love it. You want to answer some questions for me? Yes. Okay. Eileen, were you scared? I had my 
once. Yes, I had a couple jumps. I mean, one of them, the sneeze in particular, sent me through the roof. So there you go. Absolutely. I'm I'm still icing the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I also was scared. Yes. What was your best scare? <laughs> I'm going to say there are two. I'm going to give the sneeze <laughs> one for sure. And then the other one uh, was just bas- when, when Mauro comes up to her behind her in the closet in the very beginning. Yeah. That was very scary to me. Yeah. And you? I also gave it to the sneeze, just the audacity how of dare. that sneeze. How, how, that was a rude ass sneeze. Yeah, for sure. Who was your favorite character? Gregoria. I thought she was fucking great. Loved that wig mm-hmm. they gave her. I thought she was just in it to Magnetic. win. Magnetic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I also gave it to Gregoria. I just loved her. I thought she was wonderful. Hell yeah. I wanted to see more of her, and I was pissed when she got killed. I agree. What was your best line? No es buena luna para lo que van a hacer arriba. Uno de ustedes miente. I just thought that was so Mm. ominous and like witchy. Something about no es buena luna. Like you could have just said, it's not a good time for you to do this. It's like, mejor no lo hagan hoy. it's the moon. The moon. Love that. Ivo? Yes, that's a great line. Mine, I feel like it's kind of silly, but I don't know why I liked it. It was Abel as the demon when he he's speaking about Abel, like inside, mm-hmm. saying, La cucaracha no existe. I love that line for some reason. Nice. What was your best death? I mean, we don't see it happen, but like the reveal of Osvaldo was the grossest to me. So I'd say him. Mm-hmm. Him like lifting his head and those two deep ass. Because when we first see Mara, you're like, oh, She's bleeding from the eyes, but you don't see like the empty socket. And with Osvaldo, you really do. And I was like, oh, this is this is the good one. So Osvaldo gets it. That's what I gave it to as well. I mean, you don't see the attack or whatever yeah. happened to him. Pero he comes up and you see the horrible face. But then I do think he dies. Oh yeah, he like, like in gasps that moment. So up. it's very yeah. it's like the last moment. It's horrible. Yeah, that was definitely it. Yeah. That was the best one. Did you learn anything about the culture? Specifically Argentinian culture? Not really. No, if anything, mm-hmm. like, I don't think ayahuasca is specifically about Argentina. If anything, I feel like that would be more Pero. más para arriba a la izquierda. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. Sure. I said yes. I mean, I get the differentiation that you're pointing out that is not specifically Argentina. But I did learn like about ayahuasca and like the rope of the yeah, that, whatever sure. and all that stuff like that that I learned so sure yeah yeah and finally how many uis are you going to give this movie I'm gonna give it two and a half okay if we didn't have the hardcore fucking at the end and like the mm-hmm. boobs that we see this would be a like a young cheesy twilighty hmm. film you know I think it was good I was entertained. I, I laughed in parts that weren't supposed to be funny, which yeah, I, I was gonna say. <laughs> which I think, for me, I have fun with that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't uncomfortable to watch. This it was genuinely very beautiful. I thought everybody's yeah. performances were very good. People were committed. It was enough cheese for me to think it's goofy, but in, there was enough jumps in there for me to be like, oh yeah, spooky. So two and a half. What about you? I give it three. Good performances, beautifully shot, 
I loved the very surprising climax. <laughs> sure, yes. <laughs> the movie, basically. I will say too, um, I was I was genuinely surprised when Abel was the was the villain. Same. I was like, I was too. Oh, I genuinely thought it was gonna be Mauro. Yeah, that so. was a twist I didn't see coming. Yeah. I like the idea of a woman uh the empowerment of, you know, being like, I own my sexuality. I think that's great. Yeah. Again, I think you can cut the love stuff in there because that was totally. just too fast for me. Yeah. It was long, though. It was it very long. I think it could have been edited a little bit. Some of the ideas were muddled. And I, at least for me, my dumbass could have used a little bit of clarity. Yeah. But I still, I appreciate just like the the ballsiness of being like, I'm setting out to create a a trilogy of films here that I'm going to connect in some way. So I I like that, and I'm excited to see what comes next. So three. I was going to say, like, at least, like, I was genuinely curious, like, how will this story continue? So that's a good job. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so tired from all my fucking. Oh, my God. I fucked so much and had so much diarrhea. Oh, my gosh. And we're not diarrhea. even on a bed on like a, a, a slab of cold marble. Ooh. También. Oh, okay. If we're going to be real about this, the both of them were still fucking fully tripping on ayahuasca. So they should, if, while they were fucking, they should have been diarrheaing on top of each other. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Why would you say that to me? Oh, Jesus. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> now that I, now that my diarrhea has subsided and that my mm-hmm. vomiting also has taken a breath, let's uh, let's uh, head on back and uh, go ahead and subscribe, <laughs> rate and review. Yeah. Hey, if you're if you've taken ayahuasca and you're sitting on the toilet fucking going through it, Grab your phone and click subscribe just because it's fun. Yeah. Make sure and follow us on our redes sociales at Wikiorror on Instagram and Twitter. Send us an email at Wikiorror at gmail.com. Thank you to Sonoro for being super dope. You can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well. If you and your friends start planning an ayahuasca trip and one of these fuckers starts, you know, throwing punches and one of them pulls out a fucking gun maybe you should just say you got you know what everybody let's do this another time because yeah, 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 yeah. i am not gonna be able to relax right 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 right, right. if you if, no way. if you're trying to find yourself through ayahuasca know that maybe um you're gonna probably shit in a bucket or barf in someone's face um, so be prepared for that. Wow. But you know what, Johnny? I wouldn't have anybody else see me shit in a bucket and barf next to <laughs> other than you. Because I mean, same. Guess same. what? I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you too. <laughs> and we'll see you guys <laughs> in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.